Hi, everybody. Welcome to No Story is Sacred. If you've never listened before, basically we're four siblings who grew up talking about the art of storytelling. Now that we're adults, we're still talking about it, and we're inviting you to join the conversation. I'm Pippin, otherwise known as The Woman. <laughs> I'm Alex, and once you eliminate the impossible, whatever re- remains, no matter how improbable, is still not uh, that likely. I mean, come on. It is fucking obvious. I mean, come on. <laughs> 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 and I'm Brendan, and the game is afoot. Oh, snap. Yeah, that was the obvious one, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. What the hell, guys? Uh, and Kat has been kidnapped to possibly be a sacrifice in a dark magic ritual. It happens, you guys. More frequently than you think. Mm, it's true. It happened to me just the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> You're looking good for, uh, you know, being sacrificed and just putting that out there. Oh, yeah. Well, they put my heart right back. Oh, that's damn decent. <laughs> you got that sacrificial glow about you. <laughs> oh. Oh. Anyway, today we're talking about the 2009 movie Sherlock Holmes. Spoilers abound. If you want the specific content warnings about things we may talk about, Check out the show notes on NoStoryIsSacred.com. For those of you who've never watched the 2009 Sherlock Holmes, the summary according to Google is, When a string of brutal murders terrorize London, it doesn't take long for legendary detective Sherlock Holmes and his crime-solving partner Dr. Watson to find the killer, Lord Blackwood. More like the- crime-observing partner. <laughs> oh, whoa! <laughs> he totally killed that one, dude. <laughs> look, look. Watson always has the pistol. That's his role. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, a devotee of the dark arts, Blackwood has a bigger scheme in mind, and his execution plays right into his plans. The game is afoot when Blackwood seems seems to rise from the grave, plunging Holmes and Watson into the world of the occult and strange technology. You know, putting strange technologies there right in the summary kind of, yeah, kind of gives it away. Yeah. How did he do such magic? It was technology. technology. It was through contraptions and radio technology, which is still in its infancy. And my good friend, Harry Houdini. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, uh, Hugh Jackman and, uh, Christian Bale's characters from the Vestige are walking down the street, kind of like, Say, ah, oh, man, I should rewatch the Prestige. We should watch the Prestige for this podcast. <laughs> a future episode. <laughs> well, here's what I love about that little hope tidbit because Arvin Cordendola and Harry Houdini had this epic thing about spiritualism. Yeah, didn't yep. Arthur Conan Doyle become a spiritualist person towards the end? Doyle was weird. <laughs> Doyles are weird. And his spiritualists pissed Harry Houdini right the fuck off. Oh, yeah. Because, well, they brought his mother into it, and he didn't take it kindly to that. Ah, don't bring people's mothers into it. That's not the point, you guys. (laughs) Well, uh, it is kind of interesting, just to do a brief aside about uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle here. He didn't regard Sherlock Holmes as his, like, ultimate masterpiece. Hated him. So much. (laughs) Tried to kill him and it didn't even stick. Nope. It was what paid the bills. He actually uh, liked the lost world. That was his, that was his baby. But people like the crime solving stuff. I mean, come on. <laughs> There's probably a lesson in this for authors somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to what your audience wants. <laughs> Listen to what your, your bank balance wants. Get that mm. bread. And other things the youths say. <laughs> youths. But uh, what, what's interesting about this adaptation, because let's be honest, Sherlock Holmes has been adapted every which way but loose, right? Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes is part of the sort of cultural uh, hive mind. Yeah. And it's been adapted, like you say, every which way. And I was I was thinking about our games before. Uh, and, and one of my favorite ones that I feel we should always play is Everything Changed When the Barista's Attacked, uh, which is the AU game. And either Can't that, do that with this. <laughs> either it would be 
amazing or it'd be awful because they've all been done before. <laughs> maybe that, maybe we can just force ourselves to play that game later on just to see what new Sherlock Holmes properties we can come up with. I, I mean, <laughs> can any of us top Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century? I don't think anyone can. I mean, Robot Watson. Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century. Holmes preserved in honey. <laughs> No, Jesus. really. That's what that's what happened. He was preserved in honey. God damn it. Why do you remember? <laughs> because, uh. Pip, there were some days when I was off some, from school of being sick. Air quotes. <laughs> uh, Mom and Dad listened to this podcast. They knew what was up. Jesus. This is when we'll get a very sternly worded email. <laughs> <laughs> it is not too late to you be for you to be in trouble with our mother. <laughs> uh, it was a mental health day. <laughs> there we go. And you know what was on at, at 2 p.m. and you're bored. Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century. And mommy's alive. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, None of that wow. is the point. <laughs> None of that. Rabbit hole. Ugh. <laughs> but the point being, this is an often adapted work. This adaptation, I felt, was actually pretty loyal like yeah like some people be like oh robert downey jr wasn't wearing the deer stalker cap guys that only like came up in like one story i think i think that was just hound of the baskervilles where the deer stalker comes in in the country at the time yes where it was appropriate to wear a deer stalker as opposed to in the middle of fucking london where he was most of the time no 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 he'd just be like wearing sensible things more often than not. City boy, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> He'd be wearing stuff that made him not stand out. Yeah. Yeah. And then go and relax in the opium den for a while. Woohoo! Which they kind of allude to in the movie, but don't really... Except for that whole entire psychedelic trip for occultism. I mean... Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's like a Thursday night for Holmes, let's be honest. Uh, And the, the Holmes, the things you're, you're drinking is meant for eye surgery. <laughs> yes. They put little little hints in there that they didn't want to... I saw a Tumblr post the other day comparing what the modern day equivalent to what uh, Victorians would have thought of Sherlock Holmes's uh, cocaine and opium abuse uh, because it wasn't like a big thing. It wasn't like illegal or anything. It was just like generally a bad idea. Uh, So the modern equivalent would be taking five hour energy drink, uh, monster energy drinks and putting that in with your coffee, like five cans of it in your coffee, and then chugging it while your doctor Ugh. looks on in horror. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, some weird endocrinologist is just shuddering in fear. He doesn't know why. <laughs> anyway, I think I think we've nerded out about uh, Sherlock Holmes in the twenty second century. Yeah. Oh. So, uh- God. <laughs> I didn't even know if that was a tune. There's something interesting thing to point out. Yeah. It's still under copyright. The last ten, like the last ten or so stories. That's why I like so many of the, uh, the things just kind of allude to them. Are the last ten stories in copyright? Yeah, that's a certain video game that was made in Japan it won't get translated because of those copyright issues. Huh. Uh, it's one of the, one of the Ace Attorney games that, that got set in, uh, 1800s Japan. How huh. is it still under copyright? When was it published? Specifically the last uh, 10 or so stories. Huh. I was Weird. going to Google, is Sherlock Holmes still in copyright? Uh, but the top result is, is Sherlock Holmes real? <laughs> <laughs> just, right. just FYI. Let, let's talk about this movie, uh, this adaptation here. We talked about before how like we just get involved right away with the occult. We get like a lovely scene of... Sherlock Holmes' introduction as we go through super smart kung fu. Oh, it's a really great way of showing his thought process, because what we get is we get the sort of long description of what he's going to do to incapacitate an enemy. I'm going to hit him in the face. It'll do this. If I do it again, it'll do this. If I do it again, it'll do this. If I punch him in the throat, that'll really suck. (laughs) Yeah, it'll keep him from screaming. Uh, I'll take his hit his patella, take out his leg. And it's just very methodical, one thing after another. And then it shows him actually doing it in like two seconds. So it just yep. shows how fast his brain is working. Yeah. And how many steps ahead he is. Yes. 
and yeah, I just, I just like that characterization. I'm like, that is a clever way to establish a character who is smarter than your average person by a lot. Yeah. And exactly what he's thinking of. And it's actually a, a thing that you can do in film that would not translate well in a book. Like, just imagine writing that out on a page in a novel. No, well, that's why I, uh, those stories were written from Watson's point of view. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> from Watson's point of view, it's like, what the hell is this man doing? And fascinating. Uh, and so Sherlock would have to, okay, let me explain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this movie also has one of my favorite interpretations of John Watson. Yeah. Because very often, Jude. first off, it's Jude Law in a yeah. suit. Yeah. Yeah, fair. And it, it's very nice. And probably the reason why someday I'm going to watch Crimes of Grindelwald uh, again, even though I did not like it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, Jude Law Dumbledore could do so much better <laughs> than whatever the fuck that was. Not the point. But so often in stories, uh, Watson is betrayed as sort of a bumbling uh, simpleton, an idiot. He, when he's not. He's not. But because people want to sort of lift up Holmes as, you know, the paragon of uh, intelligence, they try to put Watson down. I was like, you don't have to do that. He's a perfectly intelligent man. He's just not as smart as Holmes. He's smart enough not to drug himself on a regular basis. Yeah, but he's also not smart enough to not go gambling at the first chance whenever he sees some dice falling around. To be fair, that is a very normal vice, and it is still not on par with cocaine abuse. <laughs> also, I just want to point out that it's mentioned that Watson bets on boxing, uh, and then we find out that Holmes boxes shirtless. <laughs> but does Watson bet on Holmes? Yes. Of course. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> Will I bet on the prize-winning horse? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, he's a very intelligent man, and very often he's portrayed as not. Which is really obnoxious. Uh, yeah. Because, like, I think in the stories, Holmes often consults with Watson for any kind of, like, biomedical stuff. Because he's an expert. <laughs> he knows doctor. shit. Yeah. Like, Holmes will yield to someone else's exper- expertise. And then use that information to form the greater deduction. Yeah. But yeah. Because he knows enough about both subjects to make, uh, to see, uh, clues and evidence. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, uh, speaking about clues and evidence, uh, let's get back to uh, the black magic plot that they uncover at the beginning of the movie, where, like, yeah, they capture Lord Blackwood before he's about to sacrifice some poor young woman. The fifth poor young woman. The fifth one. Oh, yes. Four oh. others have died, and Sherlock Holmes was brought in. Yeah. Yeah, it did not stop those murders, but it's unclear whether he was even hired to try to stop those murders. I don't think he was at that point. Yeah, because I think he mentions that the young lady's family had uh, hired her, him. Uh, and then he went, found her. Yeah, because he's Sherlock goddamn Holmes. Have you seen the size of his magnifying glass? <laughs> uh-huh. But this ends up kicking off the plot as a whole, because, like, that was part of what Blackwood wanted, I guess? was to get caught yeah like why uh (laughs) so that when he rose from the grave spoiler alert he rises (laughs) from the grave he could incite fear in the populace i suppose but i guess maybe like his original plan was to just incite fear while not having to stage his own death i mean he was awfully prepared for the staging of his own death true plans within plans pippin plans within plans well i've Felt his pulse. He's definitely dead. But just to be oh sure, let's just to be sure. Let's do another test. Do you have the bellows? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I was watching him check to see if he was dead, and I know too much about how they used to check to see if people were dead. Uh, so I was like, let's you know get a thin spike sort of thing and stick it in his heart. Does it still move? <laughs> <laughs> if yes, he was still alive. <laughs> But will not be for long. So uh, Blackwood, surprise, surprise, we spoiled it already, comes back from his execution very much alive. But you guys, is that more important than the fact that John Watson is engaged? (gasps) 
Oh my god. To a woman and Sherlock Holmes is not pleased. He's so pouty. And Watson is moving out. No. Oh, it's just gonna be Holmes and Mrs. Hudson. Uh, and Holmes won't even meet the girl, even though she's perfectly nice. And a fan, we find out later. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing it's canon in this movie that while it hasn't been published per se, actually no, it hasn't been published, but like Holmes, but, but Watson has been publishing or write, at least writing the adventures he's been having with Holmes. Yeah, I I think I don't think he's published any of the stories yet. The story the stories in Universe of Sherlock Holmes are stuff from like the newspapers and his you know just reputation. Yeah, because he mentions at the end. Oh, those are my notes when Mary points out uh, the volumes <laughs> uh, <laughs> that he has. You should write a book, John. <laughs> I think at the end of the second movie, uh, he's actually writing them up. I ah, think. that's right. I only watched the second movie once because it's not as good. <laughs> but, you know, another woman comes by into the plot as well. Uh, Irene Adler, who... The woman! <laughs> Aha! Who, let's be real, deserves better. She does. I mean, she did manage to pull one over on a king of Bohemia, so... Yeah. Uh, it's true, and... Remind me later to get back to that, uh, that Jewel right of the Maharaja. But <laughs> not to bring up other adaptations of Sherlock Holmes again, uh, but just in general, I'm not sure there's like any decent portrayal of Irene Adler. Yeah, no, nothing after like, uh, that like one, I want to say 1950s movie adaptation, uh, adaptation of it. Is that the one with Basil Rathbone? Maybe or, that's the, was Rathbone? maybe know. that's the name. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but yeah, I, I guess it, it's a character that they like to bring out to play simply because in that one story, the the scandal in Bohemia, she does something unexpected yes. <laughs> and surprises Holmes. <laughs> yeah, she got one over on him. Yep. Which, hey, brava. Yeah, and then they bring feelings into it yeah and just, just let her fucking win yeah just, that's the thing like in the story there is no nothing like really strong about that i don't think it's just yeah pulled one over uh, I everyone's would, very professional i would love to see uh, a version of irene adler where at most it's like professional respect mm. Ooh. like not to queer it up right at the beginning <laughs> Oh, Pep, we know you too well. (laughs) (laughs) But have a version where uh, Sherlock Holmes and John Watson are the main couple, uh, and uh, Holmes and Adler are the weird sibling poking at each other once. I can see it. You're the platonic. uh, (laughs) What is their relationship anyway? And they're the ones going like, no, dudes, we're... We're very weird friends. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, moving on. Irene's in town. <laughs> yeah. And in trouble. Oh, yes. Because another reason that she deserves better. Yeah. Yeah. Because we gotta have a damsel in distress, you guys. We gotta. Gotta. It's the law. You'd think that Irene Adler, in the, even like the more uh, generous uh, interpretations, would not get in trouble this easily. Right? We don't even know how she got in trouble. She's in trouble with Moriarty, by the way. Uh, mm. We don't even know how that happened. She's supposed to be, like, real on top of things. Why is she even on his radar? Why is he... Ugh. But anyway. Magic. Anyway, she's also around. And there are people are dying, you guys, in London. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say that there's panic in the streets of London? And also in the disco. <laughs> <sighs> but... This is like when we get really into like the the fun and games of the movie, though, as we kind of go from set piece to th- uh, set piece, digging around clues as to what the heck is happening, as well as like trying to piece together clues as we're going along with like the various murders that are happening as the story progresses, because there's a lot of murder. Murder that looks like it was done by magic. Magic. <laughs> This isn't magic. These are illusions. <laughs> uh, 
for a lot of the rest of the movie, it's going from murder scene to murder scene. Or crime scene to crime scene, as the case may be. Mm-hmm. Action-packed, daring do. There's a really good fight scene uh, during Act 2 uh, against like that gang of uh, ruffians. There are a few really good fight scenes, actually. I'm talking about the one with the uh, super high-tech... Uh, oh, yeah, those guys. Tesla-tuning fork. Oh, yeah. A, a plot-significant Tesla-tuning fork. Mm. Yeah. A lot of plot-significant stuff just hanging out there in the background, which is kind of like a staple of mystery stuff where, like, yeah, Holmes is noticing everything. Yeah. But we, the viewers, will have to, like, go, oh, hey. Mm. Ah. There he is, licking some rocks. Yep. <laughs> that won't come into play later. And when you look at it, you think, oh, he's just being eccentric. But he's not. That's a clue. <laughs> if it was an adventure game, a little chime would be sounding in the the, the, the corner of your speakers. <laughs> um, and when you put in your inventory, and maybe, hopefully later, you'll understand what you're supposed to use it for. <laughs> use cement with dead frog. What? <laughs> <laughs> and then it yells at you because that wasn't the right combination and eventually Damn. you're just sort of putting things together at random and hopefully it does the, uh, the little time not that that's how I play video games I think it out that's adventure games it's called moon logic ha ha I thought it was called Assassin's Creed Ooh. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember uh, some like what, what's the turning point in act two like like act two clearly begins with Blackwood rising from the dead. Oh no. But like, is the turning point when Holmes nearly, or when uh, we have like the, the, the Watson death fake out? Yeah. I was thinking the explosion at the, uh, factory. Yeah. 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 That sounds about right. Yeah. There, there's an explosion at a factory. Everyone is very concerned. <laughs> Holmes, uh, actually has like a little nice moment with Mary, uh, Watson's fiance. Uh, who gets it? Yeah. <laughs> Saw right through his, like, a uh, disguise. She does not mind whatever relationship they've got going down. <laughs> I mean, she probably understands that Holmes is part of the package deal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I bet she understands that Watson is an addict in his own way. Uh, not just to gambling, but he's picking up whatever Sherlock Holmes is putting down, no matter how much she complains about it. Adrenaline. Yeah, he's an adrenaline yeah. junkie. Thank you. Uh, but long story short here, we get to Act 3 very quickly, it felt. Although, this was like a kind of standard movie length, but it felt very, very quick. But not in the rushed way. But the pacing actually, like, lends itself, I believe. I was yeah. getting sort of bored at the end, but that might be because I already knew what was going to happen, having watched it before. Yeah, that's the downside of mysteries. Yeah. But now we get to, uh, we get the parliament and Blackwood is about to kill them all. Like you do. Like you do. But th the thing is, Holmes and company have figured out the mystery. It was science all along. <laughs> Who knew? And so there's like confrontations, uh, in the tunnels underneath parliament. A bomb gets diffused. Turns out radio was invented. Who knew? <laughs> it's more likely That's where that think. Tesla tuning fork came in there. And yeah, there's a dramatic fight between Blackwood and Holmes. And there's that great moment of like, let's see if this hanging uh, sticks this time. <laughs> and he's, he nails the landing. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, though it was also a nice little nod to maybe... The occult is a thing. Oh, because Just... the curse comes back. Yeah, because mm -hmm. there's... A... I forget how it was worded, but it was sort of like it was foretelling Blackwood's death. And Holmes didn't kill him. It was a freak accident as the crows looked on. And uh, that Moriarty plot with Irene comes back right at the very end there, where it turns out that Moriarty wanted... The radio technology all along. Oh, yeah. Shrug. Well, I mean, I, I, I can actually give him that because Moriarty can make any old poison any old day. It was just, from what I understand, it was just, that's a, a cyanide uh, gas. Yeah, gaseous poison of some sort. Yeah. Uh, and he's a professor. He can make that. 
Yeah. Probably already hit, probably has some on mad as we speak. It's probably killed tons of people already with it. <laughs> anyway. What? You don't know how he spends his Tuesdays. <laughs> Grading papers, hopefully. <laughs> Ooh. Just, sidebar, Professor Moriarty, how, how does he grade papers? Do you think he's a total asshole? Oh, totally. Professor? He's, he's one of those nobody gets an A in my class sort of professors, as if that's a brag. Oh, yeah. Oof. Like, he's teaching a science class, and he's going after grammar. Ooh. <laughs> totally. <laughs> what was he a professor of, anyway? And don't say crime. God damn it. I Actually, I think he was a professor of mathematics. That's what I thought, uh, too, but I wasn't sure if that was getting from uh, another Sherlock Holmes adaptation. But anyway, uh, back to the movie at hand. The good guys won. A mystery was uncovered. As we said, it was science all along. Science all along! Yay! Uh, so do you guys have any other thoughts about Sherlock Holmes before we delve into things we'd tweak in the story? Because I've only got a couple of tweaks on my end here. Uh, I just want to take a moment to say that polyamory is a thing. <laughs> I mean, that's what I was hinting at with Mary there. Yeah. And... Okay, no, this is why I wanted to bring up the Maharaja's jewel again. Oh, okay. Because... Irene Adler stole the Maharaja's prize jewel thing. She was wearing it as a necklace. Holmes takes the necklace towards the end before she gets arrested because she's a criminal. And then it's revealed that Holmes has given Watson a ring to give to Mary. And it is the Maharaja's jewel set as a ring. And I'm not saying that their polyamorous relationship is canon. But it is a ring he made for John to give to her. So... (laughs) (laughs) And also was perhaps too subtle because I didn't realize it was the Maharaja's Jewel until a fanfic I read afterwards pointed it out. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty honking a huge jewel, Pip. It was because I was distracted looking at it and going, why would anyone ever wear that ring? <laughs> uh-huh. To slap a fool with. Um... Oh, yeah, that would hurt. Yep. Any, any other thoughts? Uh, um, Al? I like the... Uh care to uh, uh wardrobe and stuff oh yeah oh yeah this movie is deeply my aesthetic yeah and i mentioned before like we don't have the deer stalker because that doesn't make sense in the city no oh and we've got the and they're building the bridge yeah yeah oh yeah london bridge may or may not be falling down it's not <laughs> but there was a fair lady on there there was and a murderer yay, yay! Alright. Wait, I'm, I'm just quickly double checking my notes. Uh-huh. Uh, just, just in case. I have the question, when you're executed for magic and murder, do you still get a fancy funeral and grave? <laughs> if you're a lord? I just thought that sure. maybe you, they stripped away your lordhood and you lost your rights to all that. <laughs> it could be like one of those things where they never actually did it to a lord before, so it's like, uh, what do we do, guys? There's nothing in the books about this. Oh, fair. Towards the beginning, I have... Basically, the first time Holmes and Watson talk to each other, I have the note, oh no, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will say, this movie, I think, did a really good job getting the Holmes-Watson dynamic going. Yeah. You get them when you watch them. Yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah, that's 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 those two. Uh, people who've clearly been around each other a lot. Yeah. <laughs> care about each other but also annoy the shit out of each other oh yeah in very different ways oh yeah it's watson it's not like i they like you or anything babaka <laughs> oh ow. um uh. <laughs> and towards the end of the movie i have the note that if this movie were a dude uh this movie is a dude i'd talk to at a party uh but the next time we'd talk i'd be all like oh no <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to uh, National Treasure, where I would want to, to give him the time of day at a party. And this is oh. how I rate movies now. Whether or not the personification of the movie is somebody you'd talk with. It. All right. <laughs> I feel like that is not a bad way to do it. Uh. Fair. Fair. Cool. So uh, let's move on yes. to story tweaks. Uh, do you mind if I go first? Because I'm pretty short and sweet here this time. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Because I liked this movie. Not gonna lie. Yeah, it's a fun movie. Oh, yeah. But, uh, one of the things that I'd change right off the bat, I would get rid of the Moriarty stuff. Cause I just felt like it was a, 
a distraction. I just love home stories when they're like self-contained things. Moriarty as a character, I just never found interesting like in any of the adaptations or anything like that. And like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what does Moriarty add to this movie? Like add to this story? Uh, he gives a reason for Mary Nadler to be there. And that's really, uh, that's about it. If you really wanted Irene Adler, you could give her, her any other reason. And such as, as you know, she's also open onto this case because the, this guy is a killer of women. Oh man. Hell yes. That would have been a actually. great way to do it. Irene Adler is also investigating all this stuff too. Boom. Yeah. Cause, cause here's the thing, like, again, her getting caught by Moriarty didn't really care for it. I can't remember. D- does she get killed by Moriarty in the sequel? Yes. No, what? So. I forgot about that. Yeah. I think one of the reasons I haven't rewatched the second movie is because I'm still mad about that. Again, getting rid of Moriarty here, and then we have this almost, in- instead of the evil rival relationship between Holmes and Moriarty, we could have like, good guy rivals between him and Irene Adler as she's uncovering parts of the mystery as well. And then we could have a coming together at the end where she has information, he has information, boom, 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 paint the whole picture now because you can't draw the correct conclusions unless you have all the facts on hand. Holmes would approve. He would. And I don't think he'd uh, discount anything that uh, Miss Adler would have to say if she had like relevant information, which... I mean, she can probably access things that Holmes can't access in the city and vice versa. So they can have like a realization toward the end of the movie that this is a big enough mystery that they need to work together to foil this evil lord's plot. And then it's a grand conspiracy between a number of other lords in parliament who are all trying to get power and do bad guys. So yeah, that's me. We don't need Moriarty. Get rid of him. I feel like they could have done Moriarty if they were way more subtle about it. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like, have it at the end that, you know, there are extra clues that Holmes can't place. Yeah. And it's like a motive or something that he can't put together. And we see uh, Moriarty uh, then. At most that I'd give you is that. And then coupled with the kind of Marvel style stinger scene at the end of the credits where we have like a black hand grabbing the radio technology from the disabled bomb that we didn't see in the movie proper. Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing that Moriarty does is that he also uh, diminishes the uh, uh, value of Blackwood as a villain. Yeah. Because there's this bigger fish just hanging out right here. And the audience, we know who the hell Moriarty is. He's in the popular culture, too. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, that Blackwood guy. Okay, who gives a shit? There's Moriarty here. He's the bad guy. They should have saved Moriarty for the third movie. Yeah. And then you could have like little snippets in all three movies where it's like, again, as you said, Pep, great idea. There's the unconnected clues, extra data, ignore it, you know, and then you can have like that realization in the third movie. It's like, wait a minute. The missing radio, the missing ham and cheese pizza oh my god (laughs) it's all moriarty who knew that he was a fan of hawaiian pizza (laughs) Uh, but yeah there is apparently going to be a third by the way good that's how i learned that wikipedia actually will allow the phrase development hell in their articles (laughs) Ah. because that's where it's been stuck but apparently apparently it is gonna it's been stated for like 2020 Oh, for it. I think. Uh, according to Wikipedia, and I did not delve farther than that because I did not care at the time. And hopefully in it, we can learn that Irene Adler survived and and, and was like, yeah, Holmes, it, it's over. I mean, really, come on. Come on, buddy. 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 <laughs> it's like he kind of reaches in for the hug and she just gives him a handshake. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so yeah, that's me. But yeah, that just reminds me of uh, the TV show Sherlock for all of its problems. Oh, um, the first season, the, those first three episodes. Uh huh. It's reveal of Moriarty and and the pool scene, uh, which I'm not actually going to go that much further in, just in case there are people who haven't watched it, because it that is one of the few scenes where I wish I could watch it again for the first time. 
Uh, at the same time, though, I feel like they played the Moriarty card way too early in that show. I mean, the, it was the end of the first series, and at that point, I'm not sure they knew they were going to get more than that. I mean, I understand that, but still. The guy yelled out Moriarty's name at the end of the first episode. But that's... Oh, yeah. Listen, it's been a while. But we're not here to talk about that one. <laughs> yeah. The unfortunate one. The blue ones. But yeah, no, you're right. It could have done far less, or in fact, even no Moriarty in this movie. Uh, and that would have been yeah. perfectly fine. Yeah. My, my one note about Moriarty and the reason why I wanted to talk about it was... As soon as Moriarty comes up, I just remembered Moriarty. Ugh. <laughs> okay. So who's next? Uh, I guess I'll go. <clears throat> go for it. Do it. All right. So, so. You think you're so good. So in this movie, there's one thing that kind of bothered me. Uh, did Holmes ever actually go to the crime scene where, uh, the American died? Oh, Lord Sitwell, I think, was his name? He was American. The, the one who burst into flames. Yes. I don't think so. I think he only heard about that second hand, right? Yeah. Thinking about it, I don't remember him. Yeah. So th- that one kind of bothered me. Because he was talking about, like, all, explaining everything. And he was like, you weren't there for that one. I mean, you, you can probably surmise that second hand. Also in this flashback, like, we see the, uh... Backwoods, uh, Frenchman sabotaging the bullet. And I would just like to imagine what would happen if, like, <laughs> uh, this American, okay, time to open my special gun case. Nah, actually, I'll, I'll just go with my service revolver. Bang! <laughs> uh, okay, okay. So what would you change? Uh, that's just one of the th- things I'd like to see tightened up. But, and just in general scale, uh, I, I would like to see scenes of Holmes researching the occult more than just, like, flipping through somebody else's notebook. Hey, he did a super intense, totally legit occult ritual while high. Yeah, well, I, I'd actually just like to see him um, find one of these occult dens, or or really actually just, uh, just a weird Alter Crowley looking and, uh <laughs> Dude, who will talk, hook his ear off about stuff for her for over an hour, and Holmes tries to get the information out of him. But no, uh, I I'd just like to see that kind of uh, like us learning about these rituals, so we could actually deduce what he's trying to do, and then uh, try to figure out how he's doing this through mundane means. So more engagement with the occult, yeah, but from uh, Holmes' uh, rational point of view. So, so would he have like? moments come up where like you know somebody does like little magic and then he brings up a little bit of like the powder or whatever it's like ah oh, it is a uh, sulfuric benzoate it reacts in water something yeah. like that but like show him doing this he's kind of deductions in a subtle way but like to not reduce the mystery but like still not just oh have to time to figure things out time to skim for a book yeah now if we have more time during the fun and games investigation section yeah. him actually investigating the occult might be fun yeah. and one way to, to do that remove moriarty <laughs> ha yeah because you're not hijacking mine because <laughs> you're not wrong a lot of time was spent in the um uh, science lab area of clues and not a ton in the other areas yeah yeah so you know that's my bit okay okay more occult clue finding yeah so uh, and also, for Kat's benefit, the occult was, uh, aspects were bullshit. But because she's not here, she's off being ritually sacrificed. We can't super comment on what exactly was bullshit about it, because she's the folklorist who took a magic class in undergrad. But just know that all the occult bits, probably bullshit. Like, more so than you'd think. Although, the thing is, one could argue that Blackwood and company, at least Blackwood himself, knew it was bullshit. Oh, yeah. And was just playing it up. True. Okay. So, Pippin, what you got? What you got? I mean, we've touched on it. But y'all, let's talk about women. Uh, Why am I not surprised? Well, we could also talk about people of color uh, who did, in fact, exist in Victorian London. Say what? <laughs> they weren't invented in the 1950s. <laughs> 
But, you know, this is a very white, very male movie. It does not pass the Bechdel test, which is the lowest possible bar for uh, uh, representation of women. The Bechdel test being uh, a movie must have at least two women with names who talk to each other about something other than a man. And while there are two women with names, they do not talk to each other. They don't even meet. They do not. And arguably, they might never even talk to other people about something other than a man. Moriarty and... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing to stop Irene Adler from being a a woman of color. Or Mary uh, Morstan, for that matter. Or any of these characters. Idris Elba for Sherlock Holmes. Um, (laughs) And it was mentioned earlier, if we take away the Moriarty aspect, which really... And you're right, that that is the weak point of this movie. Then we have more room for Irene Adler to just be awesome and not have Sherlock Holmes be her apparent weakness with no super indication that she's Holmes is other than being his obsession, uh, which is different. Hmm. But she can, like we said, be solving this adventure on her own. Possibly not even for, like, you know, the good of, of the Empire or whatever, uh, but just maybe she wants that goddamn radio technology. Yeah. We don't know her life. Or we can see more of Mary Morstan just getting involved in the investigation with Watson. You know, maybe uh, they are so compatible because she's an adrenaline junkie like him. And Ah. Uh, yes. I'm just picturing Mary uh, commandeering a coach while Watson is aiming a pistol behind them while they're being <laughs> chased. That is such my aesthetic. And she has a manic look on her face. Yes. Manic determined. Oh, yeah. A smile. Oh, yeah. Darling, do take a care to aim better. It would be easier if you steered better. <laughs> oh, God. And Sherlock, or Holmes is just in you know, the back seat, putting together clues in his mind. Uh, and then all three of them go home and make out. But, <laughs> but no, we could maybe get a glimpse of what an early relationship between Holmes and Watson would have looked like in this universe through Holmes and Mary Morstan. Ah, okay. And sort of get that dynamic. Instead of her just sort of being on the sidelines and understanding. Huh. She could be awesome. Not that she isn't already. We could have a fun... It's not a trilogy if it's people. Uh, trio. Just a trio. Yeah, no, that's you, what I have to say. Are you saying we could have had it all? Rolling in the <laughs> deep. I was just remembering the SNL skit, but okay. <laughs> Listen, if I'm can bring it to Adele, I'm going to bring it to Adele. Hmm. All right. So that's our uh, story ideas. Do we have an idea what Kat might have suggested? Actual occult. There we go. Actual magic. And now Sherlock Holmes' brain breaks. Ah. Well, I mean, I imagine you could just turn it into a weird form of science. Probably. what it is. Just a different form of science. Isn't there like a Sherlock Holmes story that takes place with eldritch horrors where it's like, it's the thing it's like, a study in emerald or something yeah. like that oh oh my god yeah uh, neil game and it's a uh, and it turns out uh no actually don't spoil it don't spoil it yeah don't spoil it but yes there is a uh eldritch cosmic horror story a study in emerald oh man i've forgotten about so, that. so that's cat's change is just do a study in emerald <laughs> <laughs> yes that's that's the problem with sherlock holmes is it has in fact been done before and that's yep. part of the great things about this movie is it was sort of a, a return to form. Yeah. With the you know, modern sensibilities. And it felt like an original story. Yeah. Because it was. Hey. But, you know, uh, paid homage to some of, you know, the classic uh, Sherlock stuff. Of course. You know, the the pipe, but not the deerstalker. <laughs> the quote, one mustn't uh, twist facts and suit theories uh, when you need to suit theories to facts. I don't know. Uh, he said it better. <laughs> it is Robert Downey Jr. saying that's so fair. True. Okay, so uh, do we have a game? I, we can do a game. We talked about trying to see if we could pull off uh, everything changed when the baristas attacked. So you're saying the game yeah. is afoot? God damn it! You want what I hate even more than what? the stupid game is afoot references? Is that I'm not thinking of them first. Ha <laughs> <laughs> See so, yeah, I don't. Well, let's do the challenge mode, you guys. Okay, okay. I'll go first. Uh, and, and just to clarify, everything changed when the baristas attacked. Is the alternate universe game? Yeah. Go. Uh, okay, okay. So for my thing, we're doing this entire movie, but set in Sherlock Holmes in the twenty second century. 
Well, we can't do things that already exist, because otherwise I am doing uh, the great mouse detective and none of you can stop me. <laughs> let's, let's try and be uh, totally, totally, totally okay. bizarre. Okay, okay. <laughs> Space opera. Okay, go on. So London is now, say, a one of those space station cities. Uh-huh. And Black Eckwood is trying to summon the ancient power of the stars. These ancient alien, uh... Aliens. Uh, magics. <laughs> it's like, like the Greys knew stuff that we could, couldn't possibly understand. And and meanwhile, a Grey is like, uh, I'm just e- here eating a corn dog. Uh-huh. I'm right here, jerk. And Holmes is this, like, stick in the mud, uh, doing his detective stuff the old-fashioned way. Mm-hmm. All right. Because part of the thing about Sherlock Holmes is that uh, he was actually be doing, uh, like, he was actually on the kind of the forefront of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Forefront of uh, forensics as they knew it at the time. Yeah. So, uh. Shade on uh, Victorian forensics. But at this point, forensics have gotten so far that the conclusion is already drawn before you have all, all the clues. You know, what I'd almost propose for this is that the villain happens to be like an expert like computer hacker type oh. so he's already manipulated the database oh uh, yes Ooh, and so we get that cyberpunk stuff too yeah 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 okay so yeah that's me so sherlock Holmes in space, space. space. yes okay all right so I-, I have a question shoot can anyone think of an actual well no wait uh, I was going to say if, if there's an already existing Sherlock Holmes high school AU, but there is a uh, young Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not. But that shouldn't count. Well, because it's still Victorian Sherlock Holmes. Nah, not. If you want to do high school, do it modern. Go for it, Pip. Or your Catholic college AU, where they also work in a coffee shop. Um. Oh, but no, if they're in a modern college, then it's also still Professor Moriarty. <laughs> uh, ruining their goddamn lives. Oh, and. Forced roommates, Holmes and Watson. We are Watson's pre-med. Rotsy scholarship. Holmes is... Uh, what is your major? He changes it every goddamn month. Undecided. His major <laughs> is undecided. UPD knows his face, but not in the way you'd expect. He is downing monster energy drinks at a rate that is alarming. <laughs> is he the, the guy uh, that slams five coffees and says, well, I'm fucked? <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure he will ever admit that he's fucked, but yes. He brewed coffee using Monster Energy drinks instead of water. <laughs> and yet, at the same time, breaks the goddamn curve for everybody. Like the jerk that he is. Yeah. Moriarty has tenure, so no one will believe that he could ever do anything bad. Or, well, people believe tenure people do bad things all the time. But you have to prove for something grievous to actually, you know, have anything done about it. Ah, man. Moriarty falsified data in a study. Dun, dun, dun. And killed people. Which is worse? Who knows? Oh, wait. Did he falsify a vaccine study? <gasps> yeah. Irene is the one who uh, beats Sherlock in all of his classes, but she also does not give a fuck about his feelings on the matter. She and Watson are weirdly best friends. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a plot for this, uh, but I can see the dynamics real well. That's fair. That's all we really need for this game. Uh, and at the end, the RA is all like, do you two you know, want to not live together anymore? And they're like, no, we're not living with anyone else ever again. <laughs> I get they're crazy. Hmm. And basically, I'm convinced that this already exists, because how can it not? Because it seems real obvious. All right. Well, we'll look it up later and probably link a dozen things that is just this. <laughs> oh, in my head this entire time, I've been thinking of other Sherlock Holmes adaptations. <laughs> we haven't brought of up course. Elementary at all. Aw. I hear it's good. I hear it's good, too. And has the best Moriarty. Yeah, I like it. Moriarty! Uh, oh, also the best Watson. Oh, okay. Lucy Liu, right? Yeah, Lucy okay. Liu is Watson. It's great. And proves my point about women of color can play any of these roles. Alright, so now it's me. The AU I was thinking about, we're talking Wild West. Nice. Yeah. Because I'm just imagining Holmes and Watson riding on horses. Uh, we can have even this story potentially adapted because it's about the same time period, maybe a little bit earlier. I can't remember when the timing of all this is, but I'm just thinking a lot more horseback riding, a lot more lassos involved. Come on. So Red Dead Redemption with Sherlock. 
Hell yes. <laughs> I could be down for that. Just, uh, yeah, just, uh, a lot more, uh, freedom just to go all over the place, uh, different cities or towns. You could have like, you could even have a murder of the week plot going on. And this is just an adaptation of Sherlock in general, by the way. Uh, not just this movie, but you could have this movie's plot play out almost, uh, straight as is like Sherlock visits, uh, Independence, Missouri mm-hmm. and all this shit goes down. <laughs> Maybe not quite to this level though with, with parliament and all that, but like just the, is magic a thing? No, it's not a thing. Come on. Let's find out who you really are. Old man Jenkins. Would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for you and your meddling doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just a a Wild West adventure AU. Yeah. I think it'd work. And yeah, maybe it's just my wanting to have Briscoe County Jr. back. I don't know. <laughs> and days when they don't need the saloon because Sherlock is uh, hungover. <laughs> Hell yeah. Drug addiction. <laughs> Well, I mean, it was America back then. There was plenty of cocaine to go around, yeah, right? Sure, it's all ah, all right. So that was our AUs. Any any other thoughts? The Great Mouse Detective is the best adaptation of Sherlock Holmes. Yes. <laughs> uh, it still has that Watson problem, but you know what? We'll go with it. Uh, uh, Lucy Liu is the best Watson. Jude Law is only second. So wait a second. We have the Great Mouse Detective working together with Lucy Liu. To solve crimes in the Wild <laughs> West, and aliens are involved, yes. and they're all in college. I don't know. Yeah! <laughs> I'd watch right. it. There's no way this carefully thought out plot can possibly go wrong. You know, it's better than the plots of some movies that have been made. Just saying. Very true. All right. Anything else? Or are we good to go? I think we're good. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, Sherlock Holmes. As always, if you have an idea or prompt to submit, head on over to nostorysacred.com slash submission. Follow us on Twitter at nostorysacred, or send an email through contact at nostorysacred.com. Your hosts have been Alex McDonald, Brendan McDonald, Pippin McDonald, and the sacrificed Catherine Crichton. Editing for this episode, who done by Brendan. Transcript, who done by Ash DeCosta. Art by A.G. Wolf. Sacrificial Sun Ceremony, who done by Yarbloth. Show notes and transcript are available at nostorysacred.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and please rate, review, and subscribe to No Story Sacred. You can also visit our Patreon page to support the show and get neat rewards at patreon.com slash nostorysacred. See you next time when we talk about Legally Blonde. Until then, we're No Story Sacred, and any story can be changed. I'm Alex. I'm Brendan. And I'm Pippin. And we're No No Story Story Sacred. Sacred.